Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, I have been doing um, some revelation that I have acquired through pain. And today, this morning, I woke up with the most excruciating pain ever in my left hip and my left thigh. And I was like, okay, I got to get to the doctor. And I was told, I called the doctor's office. I finally got a doctor. And I said, I'm, you might see me in my pajamas at the door <laughs> because I was in so much what? Pain. And the good news was that I was able to not see the doctor, but I was able to see the nurse practitioner. And, you know, she is excellent. She did a very good job. And she did, you know, she went through everything. But there's, but there's nothing like going to the doctor. And so as I um, maneuver through these, this, this season of pain, I, I want to make sure that I am getting everything that God Wants me to learn out of this situation. Now, is God the, the one that's giving me the pain? No. This is from the accursed earth. Okay? He has not given this pain to me. This is from the accursed earth. And the accursed earth, if you don't eat right, you don't do the things you're supposed to do, you don't obey God. God has spoke to me in the 90s about cutting out sugars. And it's been a struggle, but I tell you what, <laughs> I cut it out real easy once that pain hit. I haven't had a soda in months. I've been on intermittent fast for over a year now. I've lost over 50 pounds. Nah, I am, I am focused. Pain makes you what? Focused. Pain makes you realize what is important, right? Um, our pastor, uh, associate pastor, Pastor Isaiah Williams, he was just, he was, he hit it hard. He said, love the Lord your God with all the passion that is in you. And through you, God is going to do things for you. Through you, he's going to do things for you. And what makes you think that I'm going to promote you if you're not about promoting his kingdom? So you always look around and you say, well, why is God promoting her? Why is God giving her that platform? Or why is God giving him that platform? All of this. But it's because they're about the kingdom of God. They're about God. You know, we've just recently, I know this is kind of swaying off a little bit from my topic of pain, but I'll get back to it in just a minute. But we had Martin Luther King's, um, we celebrated his birthday on Monday. And I always wonder, why was King so successful versus Malcolm X and John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy and others? And the reason why Martin Luther King was such a success was because of love. He was immersed in the love of God. He was immersed in the love of Christ Jesus and the Lord God, Holy Spirit, and pretty much Gandhi also. He kind of followed his, um, his 
um, playbook, right? So nonviolence. And so it's it's been really interesting if you take a close look at some of the most successful people for the kingdom of God are people that understood love and how to truly love one another, how to truly love people. But let's get back to um, pain. But before we get back to pain, I want to close out with um, something that Pastor Isaiah said, and then back to the lessons in pain. Um, he said, what makes you think that um, God is going to promote you if you're not about promoting his kingdom. God wants you to see him. God wants you to seek him. God wants, he wants you to savor him. He wants you to speak to him. He wants you to show him. He wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to serve him and he wants to, you, he wants you to share him, right? So I want you to think about that. See him, seek him, savor him, speak to him, show him, spend time with him, serve him, and share him. So back to lessons in pain, lessons in pain. So as I um, got to the doctor's office, my mother decided I've got to go with you. So my little mom, she's, you know, she's my mommy. She gets in the car with me and, you know. And she wants, she literally wants to go in there with the doctor and stuff, but you know, they won't let her in. But at least she, I let her ride in the car, me and I let her come into the doctor's office with me. But she has been there for me through this season of what? Pain. You know, there have been moments where I literally needed help getting out of the bed, needed help getting to the bathroom, needed help washing my back. I mean, it's, it's just been awesome. To think that I'm so blessed to still have my mother who recognizes my pain and God, you know, had her in my life at this season in my life when I really needed someone to help me. I was thinking about my one of my dear close friends, Regina Hendricks. Regina, um, she lives in Texas, now Austin, Texas, and um, Regina and I went to, we went to St. Michael's together, and then we went to Pensacola Catholic High together. And then she went on to FSU, and I, you know, I went on to the University of Miami. Um, and Regina has just, you know, she she had um, an accident. She was a super, assistant superintendent in Germany on the school system there, Dodia. And she was driving and had an accident and broke both of her wrists. Both of her wrists were broken. And so her mother, Mrs. Hendricks, who I adore, she makes the best mashed potatoes and sliced beef, um, roast beef with, with gravy on planet Earth. I remember my, um, spending the night at Regina's house and, uh, she was just, I just adore Mrs. Hendricks and I adore Regina. And so, um, so Regina broke both her wrists, which meant her mother literally had to wipe her, clean her, bathe her, you know. And so she flew over from the United States to Germany and she ministered and took care of Regina until her head, her, both her wrists recovered and the bones strengthened again and she was able to drive again and clean herself again and bathe 
And then shortly after that, Mrs. Hendricks fell on the floor in her kitchen. And for whatever reason, her eldest daughter literally drove past that house for about a week, never called to check on her mom and um, never stopped in. And so she laid on the floor for a week. And so when they found her, she was in critical condition um, and they got her to um, to the, I think it was University Hospital. And so I came in town to Pensacola. And of course, I went straight over to um, to see Mrs. Hendricks. And um, it was wonderful seeing her. And I never forget, I was leaving, going back to Texas. And I said, bye, Mrs. Hendricks. And that was the last time I w- would see Mrs. Hendricks. Because even though she had was healed and got through that, she got a staph infection, which, you know, is not good in the hospital. They have really bad um, bacteria there that are, you know, they're the antibiotics resistant because, you know, it's a hospital. So they got lots of antibiotics. So she passed away and, but I, rem- but she reminded me of, how during Regina's season of pain, her mother um, came through for her. It just goes to show you that God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. And God has a plan for you, even during your season of what? Pain. So, so during this um, season of pain, I've really... Um, honed in on, you know, doing my job and doing it the best of my ability and being a good mother and, you know, being a good daughter. And I'm looking for a very a closer, more intimate relationship with Christ Jesus, a more closer, more intimate relationship with Abba Father Yuhei Vahe, a, a, a closer, more intimate relationship with Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit. And and it has been, um, I guess, fostered by pain. I just, I just want more of him. And I know the key to that is the word. The more you get into the word, the more you spend time with God, the more intimate you will become with God. I remember, you know, in one season in my time of worshiping God, I would get up at four in the morning. I had a special little outfit. It was purple. Blue and red, and I would wear it. Those are the colors that's on the Ark of the Covenant. And I would dance for God. You know, that was just a wonderful season of of intimacy with Christ Jesus, with the Father, Yuhei and with the Lord God, Holy Spirit. So what else have I gleaned during this um, season for, for pain? I, you know, you think about people and you think about where they are with you and, you know, and your relationship with people. And one of the things that's really been standing out to me is I, when I think about Jesus, I think about how did Jesus treat the disciples? He knew that they would let him down. He knew that they would betray him. He knew this, yet he still loved them. He still reached out for them, even in the case of Judas, he said, you betray me with a kiss, friend. He still called him a friend, right? 
And Peter, who basically denied him not once, not twice, but three times. And when he rose again from the dead, he told Mary to tell the disciples, to tell the disciples and Peter, because he knew that Peter felt like he had disqualified himself, right? He failed the test. He had disqualified himself, so he was no longer a disciple. And, you know, people don't understand. Jesus had a private meeting with Peter, and he had a private meeting with his brother James. Oh, yes. Jesus had brothers and sisters. They didn't have the same father, but they had the same mother, right? And so James, it was known that James had a hard time um, getting along with Goody Two Shoes, um, Jesus, right? And he really, he really couldn't grasp that Jesus was one hundred percent God, yet one hundred percent man, right? And so, um, so though I guess he was a lot of season of pain and. Um, sorrow for him, James, in his interfacing with his elder brother, Jesus. But when Jesus rose from the dead, James was one of the people that Jesus went to visit. And guess what? Soon after that, James became a believer. James became a disciple. And James became the James, Jesus's half brother became the pastor of the Church of Jerusalem. And the interesting thing about James's end, um, the, um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the E's basically came to him and said, um, we want you to denounce Jesus and tell everybody, you know, you know, you're his brother and that you know Jesus and and you're gonna and and James guess what James did? He said okay, and so they took James up on the pinnacle, the same pinnacle in Jerusalem that Satan took Jesus when he when he paraded before Jesus all the kingdoms, I think it was all the kingdoms of the world, and said if you just bow down and worship me, you know I will. Give these to you, which you know was a lie. I mean, Satan always lies, okay? So anyway, um, but what was interesting was he they took James up to that same spot. And so James waited till he got at the top, and then he said, and then he instead of denouncing Jesus, he said, The Jesus that you you basically crucified, you know. He says he rose, from, he 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 rose from the dead for your sins. Oh man! So he basically did the gospel, knowing that this might mean his death, right? Which it did. They threw they threw him off the pinnacle, which was a long drop, and then they beat him to death once he hit the ground. So. But he chose not to deny his brother. And so I think about those things as I go through this, this season of pain in my life. And I, I want to be more like Christ Jesus, you know, where he loved, loved people. 
loved them so dearly. It didn't matter what they did. He still loved them. And it's amazing. The other thing that God made really, really clear to me is that, you know, the higher, like you said, the higher up you go, the more you have to be free of unforgiveness and offense. And you have to shake it off almost immediately, like breathing, like exhale all evil, inhale all good. So, um, so one of the interesting things for me is that as, as I look at the, the things that Jesus did towards the end of his life, he immediately, while he was still on the cross, wasn't even off the cross yet, didn't even, his, his last breath was coming, and he just basically said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I mean, he forgave all those people that slapped him and beat him almost to a pulp. Um, he forgave Peter, and he forgave Thomas, and he forgave Judas. He forgave them all. And through all this pain, I mean, Jesus went through some pain. Not only physical pain, but emotional pain, right? Pain in his will and pain in his emotions, right? So pain in his mind, the battlefield is the mind. That's what Joyce Myers teaches us. So as I, as I go through this, this season of pain, I want to grow closer to God. One of the interesting things that um, God has been revealing to me as I go through this season of pain is the story of Joseph. And it's a very, it is out of the, all the characters in Genesis, God dedicates the most um, time to Joseph, which is a, a prototype of Christ Jesus. And one of the most profound things that Joseph says at the end to his brothers when he reveals to him that he is Joseph, the one that they sold into slavery. And he said, don't, he says, don't feel bad, my brothers. You know, he said, don't, don't do that because God had a plan and I would not have been able to save the Egyptian, the nation of Egypt, nor would I have been able to save the nation of Israel if I had not been strategically positioned during the season of pain to help the people of God. So he says, yes, you did mean it for evil. He didn't discount what they had done. He didn't say, oh, that's okay, because in the end it worked out. No, God could have done it with all, without doing all that, I'm pretty sure. But he also, it, God is more interested in our in, internal development versus our external development, right? So it's been um, very, very, very interesting to see through the lens of pain um, the importance of just shaking off the cobwebs and shaking off the envy and shaking off the jealousy and shaking off every evil work offense and just shaking it all, trespasses and iniquities, just shaking it all off. And what? 
loving mankind, loving Christ Jesus. As I reflect on this week and reflect on what God has been teaching me is that do not waste your pain. Do not waste your pain. And so, yeah, God is a good God and his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. Um, I just want to say that it's been awesome to recognize and appreciate my mother during this season of pain and I, that I love her dearly. You know, sometimes we get on each other's nerves, which family does sometimes. But in the end, in the end, it was wonderful um, understanding that God is a good God. Okay, so I just want to make sure that each and every one of you Look at what's going on in the beginning of this year and get yourself in alignment with God's word. Get yourself in alignment with the destiny that God has ordained for you from the beginning of time. I want you to make make it through your season of pain and don't make, let it make you bitter. Let it make you sweeter. Um and love your enemies. Do good to those who despitefully misuse and abuse you. Okay, so I don't want to move any further without um, letting people understand and know that this is going to be a very intimate year for many of us and that it's going to be intimate because we're going to seek his face seek his face by reading his word seek his face by being in his presence yes yes and if it means pain then it means pain but never 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 forget Christ Jesus never forget that he loves us and has a plan for us yeah so I want everyone to recognize Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you are saved. Welcome once again for joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM. Wave a 94. Don't waste your pain. Thank you. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord.